One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. I've been getting to my East Coast bag, right? Like, yes. These are the boom bap sounds of DJ Premier, right? A dude from Texas who cultivated an entire sound in New York. Right? Y'all see the cover. But every now and then, I gotta let y'all know on where the fuck it is that I'm from. Who I am, what I rep, and what I'm about. Because remember... When I'm in my bag, I'm in my bag. It's only right that I address this. Gotta be in it to win it. I never come lame type killing in the game. So who am I exactly? Well, for starters, I'm your one and only host, Doug, and this is the Struggle Plate Podcast. So let's fucking rock. Raise my game when niggas ain't phased by fame. Come to the crib, get bang, they take your change. Stay in your lane, grow back, ain't the way of the game. My brainstorm is like a stay in the rain. My favorite was Kane, now I'm dope with weight in the game. You was hot, but can't stay in the flame. Ghetto pain and windows crack. The fist is like a symbol for black. You tell the real how the real interact in the middle of whack. My soul sticks to a track. Kick back, records get kicked to the back. I want big cribs and my man Ronnie to get his. Child did a good school to know where the gift is. It's global warming, the world is shifted. Watch sweet 16. Bitchin' that's rich kids. You don't know in life, you gotta go the distance. Whether yoga or dosha, we all get lifted in the game. It's only right that I address this. But more importantly, let me tell you exactly who I am. I'm also a young brother who's from Chicago. I used to download songs just like this on websites like LimeWire, Aries, and BearShare. Those sites were my record stores. So why in the hell should I search and buy these records if I could get it on my computer? You know, but I still had moments that were still outside of my room slash computer. Like music moments, like where were you when this song dropped? But unfortunately, I'm from the Napster era. You know, literally where CDs and definitely cassette tapes were dead by the time I came up in CD. And I was just coming on the heels where CDs were officially dying. So everything that I got, everything that I watched, everything that I learned or found out about music-wise was on my computer. I was on hiphopgame.com literally every day of my high school career. Now, unfortunately, that was one of the downfalls of my generation where we didn't really experience a lot of new music outside. So I want to talk about big moments in hip hop for this episode. There are some moments that I wish I was a part of and moments where I had to be outside to experience the music. I missed a lot of those moments, not until I got into college, you know, then I'm going to clubs and parties, listening to 2 Chains and Migos. And granted, growing up as a kid, I've seen a lot of ciphers 
at basketball courts in my neighborhoods. Still kind of cut from that cloth. There's one moment that I wish I was a part of. I wish I was in the Bronx in 1987. Let's just go back to that time. During that time, a group of young, hungry rappers from the hood that included names that you know to this day, like a young D-Nice and a young KRS-One, stopped the world with some drums. And the most infectious pianos that you've ever heard in your life. Y'all know how it goes, man. I said, the bridge is over, the bridge is over. The bridge is over, the bridge is over. The bridge is over. 2021. This sounds awful. But during that time, it had to have been so revolutionary, so different. And it was a diss song, one of the most, if not the most memorable hip-hop diss songs of all time. But I was a part of a time or a moment where I heard a diss record that changed hip-hop again. I first heard Drake's back-to-back in my friend's apartment in college. I was sleeping on my friend's couch, both of them. Two, my best friends in the entire world. I was sleeping on their couch. I had no money. And this was during my last year in college, during my senior year. Literally, probably the inspiration behind this podcast, which is called The Struggle Plate Podcast, because I was literally tricking grilled cheese sandwiches every day. I got tired of ramen noodles by then. It was giving me a fucking headache because I ate so much of it already and i remember during that time drake got exposed for not writing his rhymes by meek mill and drake didn't seem like he was going to back down and we were all like we don't know if drake's gonna make it man (laughs) i don't know if he's gonna make it how is he gonna win this battle meek is battle tested He's a spitter from Philly. But I remember sitting in my homeboy's room, huddled around my phone and hearing that beat. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Not again. Yeah, I learned a game from William Wesley. You can never check me. Back to back for the niggas. We weren't impressed, but when Drake said, Is that a world tour, your girl's tour? Heads turned around. I know that you gotta be a thug for her. This ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Yeah, you getting body by a singing nigga. And we were like, It's over. I played that shit at least 20 times that night. And shot down all my boss, bitches, wife, and niggas. Make sure you hit him with the prenup. Then tell that man to ease up. 
Make sure that you hit him with the prenup. Then tell that man to ease up. Oh, Trizzy. That's big boy talk. I loved it. I was here for it. Because I just could not believe it. I was like, whoa. And one moment that I was really proud of was when I first heard Chance the Rapper's very first mixtape. The mixtape was called 10 Day. It was given that name because he recorded the mixtape when he was suspended from school for 10 days. And I saw him record it. As a matter of fact, I got a story to tell. I don't know the nigga. I don't know this man at all. But he recorded the mixtape in downtown Chicago at the Harold Washington Library, which is the largest library in the city of Chicago. And during that time, I was a senior and he was probably a sophomore around then. And there was a brand new youth media room slash center inside the library. That had DVDs, CDs, a spoken word section, and three recording booths. Every time I was in that room, that section, Chance occupied that one recording booth for hours out the day. And again, I did not know who he was. I just knew that he was a weird dude with a baseball hat who could rap and produce and the high school that he went to was literally two to three blocks away from the library because he went to one of the best schools in the city, which so happened to be in downtown. And the library was right next to it. And I remember the first time that I heard the 10 day mixtape, I was home from college during the summer. I want to say after my sophomore year in college, and the very first song that I heard off of that mixtape sounded like summer. This is six blood rotation music. This is just got off six month probation music. This is Chance was shouting out these different places in Chicago, and I fucking loved it. Y'all ain't heard this song yet? Well, let me put y'all on. Yeah, this shit is hot. Now here's the verse of the week. This song is called Windows. It's one of Chance's earlier works. 
who you just heard rapping is called Alex Wiley, and the person who's singing is called Akenya. Man, this was a moment for me. Literally listening to this while driving to work in summertime shop. What a moment, man. There are other moments that I remember. I first heard Nas's ether on the train. And for years, me and my friends, we would call each other a Tybo ho because that was our favorite part from the song. I watched Ludacris hold his very own with Nas and Jadakiss in the Made You Look remix when I was 12 years old watching BT Uncut at 2 in the morning. That's the moment when I fell in love with hip-hop. Drake versus Pusha T made me want to become a podcaster. I was upset that I wasn't in radio, so I finally started my own podcast to specifically break down music. I remember the first time that I heard a song from an R&B singer in my friend's dorm room. I thought it was a good song, but I didn't catch on until he dropped his third mixtape, and by then, it was too late for me. So I'm going to break down a song that I first heard in my friend's dorm room. Here's The Weeknd with Wicked Games. Beautiful. And that's my motherfucking words too. Just let me motherfucking love you. Listen, I'll give you all I got. Give me off of this. I need confidence in myself. Shout out to the homie Kel for suggesting that I break down a song from the weekend, man. Put it on my radar. Put the battery in my back and now I'm running with it, yo. Alright, now let's bring this song down. Let's bring it down. I'm breaking down this song because it's the 10 year anniversary of his very first mixtape, House of Balloons. And he just put it out on all digital streaming platforms. For the very first time, original songs, original mixing, original mastering, original samples, you name it, it's there right now. It was just put out on Sunday. You see, The World Knows Trilogy, which is an album that has all of the songs from his first three mixtapes. But his true fans, true weekend fans, acknowledges House of Balloons, Thursday, and echoes of silence and every song is like the song that i'm breaking down which is wicked games and what compiles in this song 
what makes this song so different and all of these other early weekend songs it was dark sexy lonely and toxic as fuck with a sprinkle of rock and roll of course the first verse starts with the weekend thinking about cheating on his girl damn near planning on it if you're asking me by not only fucking a stripper but possibly being in a relationship with one even though he knows that it won't work out in the end. So he's low-key trying to wife a stripper or at least have the fantasy of it, man. I left my girl back home. I don't love her no more. And she'll never fucking know that. These fucking eyes that I'm staring at. Let me More importantly, The weekend is caught in lust. Or some would say he's just trying to fuck. And he just wants this because he's trying to regain some confidence by having sex with someone else. More specifically, a stripper. A common reason that you hear from most dudes when they just cheat in general. They go to some place else where they're trying to find love or some kind of respect or affection that they're not getting from their significant other. Yes, it's immature, it reeks of insecurity, but facts are facts. And it's like what The Weeknd says in the song. I left my girl back home. I don't love her no more. So now he's telling this stripper to bring her own love. Or is it just a fantasy that he's asking for? Bring your love, baby, I could bring my shame. Bring the drugs, baby, I could bring my pain. I got my heart right here. I got my scars right here. That's definitely my favorite part of the whole song. I got my heart right here. I got my scars right here. He's bearing his all to a fucking stranger. Bring it back. I got my heart right here. I got my scars right here. Bring the cups, baby. I'll never forget the first real bad relationship that I was in where I was very low in confidence and felt very unappreciated by my girl. And I said to myself, huh, so this is why men cheat. I get it. Or at least this is one of the reasons why it happens. I don't approve of it, but I'm starting to understand. Granted, I never did cheat. I actually tried to work it out. But by the time I was doing that, she was already mentally checked out. And I didn't even know that until months after our relationship ended. When we tried to fix things, but it didn't even work out anyway because it was still a lost cause. 
So when so so weak tea, sweetie, so eaty, sweet tea, whatever, so eaty. Y'all know who I'm talking about. When she said that she already checked out from her relationship with Quavo, I felt that shit. Because I know what that feels like. And I know a lot of men, including myself, who has been on the other side. And they usually cheated and have fallen for the Instagram thoughts, the strippers. Me, not personally, by that time. I was so disgusted with relationships and women that I just need to work on myself literally. And I just stayed away from them. Kind of the healthy thing to do. Right. But my mistake was that I definitely isolated myself pre quarantine, <laughs> pre quarantine. And the weekend on the other end, he's going to fuck the pain away, basically. And he's selling this girl a dream or damn near begging for it, if you ask me. I love it how he says, Tell me you love me. So tell me you love me. Only for Only for Even though you don't love me. That's so pivotal. He's trying to escape. This song, Wicked Games, and the mixtape that it's on, House of Balloons, is so important for R&B music. It came out during a time when Drake officially changed the sound of hip-hop and R&B with this album, Take Care. It was either before or after the album came out. Either way, I remember Marvin's Room being out, and it changed everything, where traditional R&B basically died. And it turned into something that was moody as fuck and very direct. And in regards to The weekend, it was a lot of rock influence. Like there is no Post Malone without The weekend, just off of the rock influence that was taking over R&B. And it was super dark, like super dark. It didn't sound like any kind of 90s neo soul. <laughs> All right, it literally killed traditional R&B, and R&B just made its comeback in 2017. Whenever her and Daniel Caesar made their debut, that's when R&B came back. Now, granted, you still had people holding the torch, like SZA, Snow Allegra. Well, SZA was just starting off. But definitely Snow Allegra and BJ, the Chicago kid, they were definitely holding down the R&B flag. But it wasn't that popping. But literally, The Weeknd and the Drake were literally changing the sound. 
And at the time, nobody knew what the weekend looked like. I remember that. I don't know who this man is. He went completely Hollywood on me. Nobody knew what he looked like. We just knew that he was a young dude who took over the internet and he came out at the very tail end of the blog era where rap was becoming more melodic and R&B was becoming super moody, super depressing, super dramatic, and very, very toxic, but in its own way, because R&B has always been toxic. You know what I'm saying? The brothers just made it sound good. This, <laughs> during that time, it was no going back, dog. It was literally no going back. Because there was no, baby, baby, please take me back, take me back, take me back, take me back. It was more, you cheated on me, but the joke's on you. I already cheated on you because I'm insecure as fuck. So I'm going to find love in somebody else, even though I know it's not real love. I just need it for the moment because I don't know how to properly manage and handle my emotions because I'm emotionally unavailable. Too much? There's only two verses in this song. You just heard the bridge and the hook where he's literally telling this stripper that he's ready to give all of them to her and he wants her to do the exact same thing even though he's literally drugged out on all different kinds of perks. All right, You know this generation's drug of choice are the pills. It's not cocaine. It's barely weed. It's these pills, man. It's these perks. And and he's probably the most honest he's ever been with a woman. And that definitely shows in the second verse. Let me see you dance. I love to watch you dance. Take you down another level. And get you dancing with the devil. Take a shot. That shit that you can't smell, baby So put down your perfume Bring your love, baby I could bring my shit Bring the drugs, baby One thing that I love about this song Is how the verses seamlessly transitions Into the bridge, right? <laughs> and that's what the bridge is for Or the pre-hook It literally carries you over into the hook but the way that The Weeknd does it, it sounds like it's still a part of that verse. Sounds like it's just one big, long-ass song, but with special moments that stands out. And obviously, it's the bridge and the hook. And I just love how you literally are telling a story, and it just sounds like one complete song. But you, you can't even tell. You can't even feel or anticipate how he transitions into that bridge, which takes us to the hook. Here, let's, let's, let's listen to it again. Just the part where he's ending the second verse, man. It's good. I fucking love this shit. If y'all can't tell, I'm having fun. I'm on that shit that you can't smell, baby. So... Put down your perfume Bring your love, baby I could bring my shit Bring the drugs, baby 
I haven't been a fan of the weekend's music probably since Beauty Behind the Madness. That album came out around like 2013, 2012-ish, which I love. I wasn't a fan of Starboy like that. And his latest album, After Hours, eh, eh, could really do without it. I feel like he kind of went Hollywood on me, you know, and on all of his fans. But he's a big star now. Hella great songwriter, but I feel like he kind of lost his way. I definitely feel like he's lost his way. Hell, but who am I to judge, right? This is a man who went from a mysterious artist, just like my baby girl, her, Gabby. What's up, girl? Congratulations on the Grammy again. And he's now a halftime performer at the Super Bowl. Hell, that's an accomplishment. The weekend and his team were so broke that they snuck into the local college slash university and hacked into the computers. They literally hacked into those computers just so they could use Photoshop to create the artwork for the House of Balloons mixtape. So what does this song embody? Obviously, passion, pleasure, pain, ambition, every single thing that embodies this podcast. Y'all know how it goes. The artists for the songs that I break down, they literally have to sing or rap like it's their last meal. And this was the weekend's debut. And this song, Wicked Games, is really focusing on a man, a young man at that, who's struggling with his own self-confidence and self-worth. And he's trying to find validation in women, not just in his girl, but in other women. Hence the cheating. Like, this is an era where women don't need to rely on men for finances. But society has taught both male and females the exact opposite. So men have to step up, but the art of self-love isn't taught to young boys. It really wasn't taught to me. I just learned that it's okay to be vulnerable at 28 years old. It's fucking crazy. And this song embodies everything and when i say everything i literally mean like everything that i just told you when the weekend says on the hook just tell me you love me just tell me you love me the boy's good So the obvious takeaway from this song is that The Weeknd is a genius songwriter. And when he came out, he was so far ahead of his time. He had to have been like 19, 20, 21. And look at him. He's on top of the game. He's it. I'm not saying I wish for him to go back to this sound. But I'm really sick and tired of hearing, <laughs> what do you call it, people or artists remaking 
all of these 80s slash 70s songs, man. That's not you, man. That's not your sound. You know, but hey, eventually they all go back to their original sound. That's the end of the breakdown. Let's get into the rotation. Three songs that have been in constant rotation for me, right? So there wasn't a lot of music like hip, new hip hop and R&B that I listened to that I liked. Like I listened to Benny's, uh, the plugs I met part two. It's good, but I'm going to need something different from you now, Benny. I can't lie. You know, we're, we're going to have to figure something out, man. Like I, I, I love Coke rap. I do, but you've been giving me Coke rap probably for the last six years. Switch it up a bit, man. Dare to be different. Challenge yourself. So I want to play a song that was in constant rotation for me when I was a weekend fan. And this was off of his beauty, the beauty behind the madness album. And it was the last track. I want to say either way is my favorite weekend song of all time. It features Lana Del Rey, the queen of moody music, not mood music, but moody music. This song is called Prisoner. You bring good to my lonely life, honestly. honestly. It's hard for me to look into your eyes when I say that I would be nothing without your love. I feel the rush and it's amazing. Two, again, this is another song that was in rotation for me as a kid because literally all week I've been listening to nothing but like folk, indie, pop rock music. That's just where my space is at right now. So let me introduce y'all to my childhood a bit. This is the very first song that I heard from Ghostface Killer. I didn't really get hip to Wu-Tang until high school. And this song that I heard from Ghostface I had to have been about 12 years old and it features Missy Misdemeanor Elliot and it's called Tush. Oh, just that fire. Go. 
those face and listen. Somebody tell a girl that her ass too big. I give it to her right and she let me live. Can't eat that cause there's no relationship. I'll beat that the next day you call in sick. Right, not for nothing. I pop buttons off baby fat Levi's, J-Lo's, guessing gap. Cause it's like that, young lady. Better make you shake like the Puffy and Jay-Z's, Dre and Jay-Z's. Come on, if not you, I'm a beast the song. But if we were about our business, wouldn't be here this long. Let me break it down for you. All I wanted to know if I could just feel it and touch it and break it down into numbers in. Come with me and just leave your friends. Cause we don't need no cock blocking. Telling you this without no option Tell your friend peace, look, I'm bouncing Tush, tush, tush Wanna slide in the bush, bush, bush I'm on top, you like push, push, push Keep it low like shush, shush, shush You wanna get up in my tush, tush, tush Wanna slide in the bush, bush, bush I'm on top, you like Song number three is a song that's actually been in rotation for me this week I just wanted to save it till the very end this song is from a really, 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 really good up-and-coming R&B artist. His name is Blast, but it's spelled B-L-X-S-T. And this song is called Overrated. Just give me loyalty, cause love is overrated, yeah, yeah, yeah I know you love when we shade it Duh, duh, they hate it when we isolate it You know we good, no reason to be explaining Just want your loyalty, the love is overrated Are you down to bleed the streets with me? Or could you be blinded by all this ice you see? I'm willing to give you all this love I got no relationships involved I just need your loyalty, that's all Don't need love, you ain't even gotta say it Understood, don't need to be complicated So y'all know how I get down, man That's the end of the show Literally, fellas, fellas Love yourself, you're worth it I promise you, man If your girl ain't gonna say it If your mama ain't gonna say it If your mama never said it And if your daddy never said it or if any of your family never said it, Doug loves you. Alright? Ladies, 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 ladies. Remember, it's gonna be alright. <laughs> so in the meantime, in between time, y'all know who I am. Y'all know where I'm at. Have a safe and blessed week. Peace and love. My name is Doug. Love is overrated, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you love when we shade it. Duh, duh, they hate it when we isolate it. You know we good, no reason to be explaining. Just want your loyalty, the love is overrated. Are you down to bleed the streets with me? Or could you be blinded by all this ice you see? I'm willing to give you all this love I got. But no relationships involved I just need your loyalty, that's all Don't need love